0: Hello, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. Today we're going to talk about how you can invest your life, don't waste it. Okay, invest your life, don't waste it. Um, I am quickly approaching a big decade birthday, and for me, no matter if it's not a decade, I hope everybody takes their birthdays very, very seriously. I always have. Always will, because it shows that you can't live forever. You're closer to death. Hopefully, each year you take, keep track of the lessons you've learned, the losses you've experienced, the wonderful blessings you've had, and it's a great opportunity. It's a time clock for you to change the trajectory of your life. Birthdays are a huge time for self-evaluation, but decade birthdays, they're huge psychologically, spiritually, and on a karmic level. I take these sacred times very seriously and I always do a deep evaluation of my life during these periods and I invite you to do the same. So anyway, last week I'm approaching this decade birthday and I was walking and I saw my neighbor, he was across the street and so we decided to walk together and as usual we were chit-chatting and my neighbor's name is Dr. Charles Stanley. He's in his 80s now, he's one of the most, has had one of the most successful careers in the world. Um, he has in touch ministries. He's a really nice guy. Uh, he's got a global ministry that's been around. I don't even know how long, but anyway, Charles and I were walking and I asked him, I said, you know, Charles, I'm about to enter a big decade birthday again. If you had any advice for me at your wisdom stage of life, what would it be? And Charles said, Kathleen, easy question. How do you want to invest the rest of your life? He said, you have assets. I'm looking at your house. He said, you've had experiences. I've known you for a really long time. Virtues, love, hate, kindness, generosity. He said, um, compassion. You're one of the most compassionate people I know. How do you want to invest the rest of your life? And he looked at me very sincerely. He said, you know, you spent the first stages of your life working, raising children, building businesses, building homes, creating foundations, volunteering, and he just slopped and he said, and so on and so on and so on. So you've lived a very fruitful and busy life, but those times are over now for the rest of your life, just like an investment account, how do you want to invest your life? So it really just, I don't know why it stopped me in my tracks. So I hugged him. We went our separate ways. I came back here and I went, wow, I, I don't know why I've never thought I used to be an investment advisor in my first life. And I thought of stocks, bonds, portfolios, REITs, real estate investments, but I don't know why I never thought about the concept of investing my life. So I remembered hearing Rick Warren, um, and most of you probably know who he is. He's the author and infamous uh, beginning of a subsequent movement. It started with a book, and then it became a movement called The Purpose Driven Life. And he was talking about, in this particular segment, he was talking about how do you invest your life? And he started, and the reason I'm going to paraphrase and repeat his discussion is I can't say it any better than Rick said it. And again, there's a reason he's one of the most famous speakers, spiritual guidance people that ever lived on planet Earth. Um, he's religious. I'm not. I'm spiritual. So we we have taken different paths, but that doesn't negate one thing about uh, the messages, the powerful messages that... He uh, gives to all of us, all of us to reflect on our lives and to guide us. So anyway, uh, Rick Warren on how to invest your life. He started his discussion by talking about the great spiritual leader and prophet Jesus. And the lesson that this great being that walked the face of the earth taught us about how to invest your life. So I thought, hmm, I wonder where he's going to go with this. But he told a story and it called out this parable. So Jesus' parable in Matthew tells a story. As an example, about three different people were given talents by their master, who was very wealthy. And the parable tells how they invested their gifts and talents and the results of their life investment decisions. And if you want to see this, it's in Matthew 25, 14 to 30. So anyway, I'm going to paraphrase this. Jesus told his followers the story of a man who had three servants, a very wealthy man. He entrusted each of them with a portion of his fortune as he went on his journey. He was leaving and he said, here, I'm going to leave here. You three guys are standing there. So I'm going to give you each three different amounts of money and I want you to invest it while I'm gone. When the rich man returned, he found that two of his servants had invested the portion he'd given them and were able to show him that they had made a great return. Each of them had doubled the treasure, the money he'd given them. Well done, says the master, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come, share with me, share your master's happiness. Come on, we're in this together. But then he looks at the third servant who was scared and didn't invest what he'd been given instead he'd hidden it and he had only the one portion the one amount to return to the man the master when he returned and the master's face turned red and he looked at this person and said you wicked and lazy servant I'll never forget when I first read this this uh, passage when I was young I went oh my god that's a pretty strong reaction but again I'm much, much older now, and I have a lot more wisdom, so I get it. But anyway, let's return to the story. When you read this story, you might feel a stab. You've probably figured out that Jesus isn't trying to teach us about money here. He's offering a lesson in investing our lives. Because here's the core of this. There are three things you can do with your life. You can waste it. And I hate to say this, but this is what I see most people doing. I'm being honest today. Uh. Hardcore honest. You can waste it. You can spend it. Again, which a lot of people are doing um, with this consumerist world and especially the United States culture we live in where everybody has to buy something newer, bigger, shinier. Okay, so you can waste it. You can spend it. Or you can invest it. You can waste it. There's plenty of things to waste it on. You can spend it on your career, a hobby, buying possessions. Or you can invest it. Remember, in this Matthew story, To one he gave five talents of money, to another he gave two talents, and to another he gave one talent according to their ability. So that's clear, according to their ability. Now remember, the word talent that he used today actually comes from this story, but a talent means like money. It simply meant the amount of money. So a talent in today's time is about $1,000. So the master gave 5,000 to one person, he gave 2,000 to the second guy, Third one he gave a thousand to another. he says, "I want you to go invest it. You have these talents, you, you listening to this today. talents are abilities, resources, skills, opportunities, all of your gifts, including spiritual gifts, anything you've been entrusted with, look at your children, your home, your job, your health. Don't forget your health, your creativity, okay? Your status, your beauty, whatever it is. Each of the, all of these things are considered a talent, okay? Not just, it's not, it's not really about the money. Notice the amount differs, but everybody gets something. Look around you, look around your neighborhood, look around your work. Everybody get. there may be someone in your office that's beautiful, rich, um, powerful, connected, status. And there may be someone scrubbing the floor that maybe has some kind of physical or birth anomaly. Everybody is given talents in different measures but here's the key there's no such thing as a no talent person everyone has gifts and talents so notice the amount differs but everybody gets something okay your life is your treasure your life is your treasure again I'm looking at my decade birthday I've got to look back all these years all these decades your life that's my treasure it's like money it's invaluable but what is, what is its value If this is so, which I I personally believe, why do we treat our lives with such passive disrespect? Why are we living day to day, month to month, year to year, decade to decade? And then your life, your treasure that you were entrusted with, the divine, the holy one, whatever you want to call it, energy. I don't care what you call this huge force that makes the whole universe beat and it's moving and dynamic and amazing, majestic, whatever you want to call that force. You're entrusted with it in this body, in this mind, in your soul. Okay? So let's first talk about accountability. You are expected. You're expected to use your gifts and talents. Remember that Matthew story. After a long time, the master of the servants came back, came back and settled his accounts with them. It doesn't say how long. And what this means metaphorically is the end of your life. The master had made an investment in each person and wanted a return on it. Let's talk about utilization next. It's wrong not to use your talents if you've been blessed with them. Okay? Back to that Matthew story. First man took his money, doubled it. 100% return. That man was a pretty wise investor. The second man took his $2,000 and he doubled it. Mm Mm-hmm. He was a pretty wise investor. But the point of this story, the key to this, the nugget for you and I, is the story of the third man. The third man just buries it. He does nothing. But the man who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money out of fear. His cautiousness, his conservative nature, he says, I'm going to play it safe. How many of us do this, guys, with our lives, whether it's a bad marriage, whether it's a job we have, whether it's a house we live in, our kids? How many of us say, I'm just going to play it safe? So he sat on it. And what was his master's reaction? His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. His master was ticked off. He was more than a little upset. At least you could have put it in a bank. You haven't even tried. You hit it. And that's the sin. That's the problem of inactivity. That's the problem with our addiction to passivity. Waiting for some manager, some leader, some president. I don't care. A husband or a wife. An uncle. I don't care who it is. Somebody outside of ourself to make are talent manifested. The epidemic is fear. It really is. You have to stop playing it safe. You have to take risks in life. And now remember, I'm on an age, I'm a lot older than most of you, probably all of you. So I'm sitting here and see older people take less risks. It's it's a fact. uh, Data shows that. So I'm sitting here at my stage, even my stage of life going, but see, I've taken risks my whole life. That's a whole other story. I have. I have had this ferocity. I lived around people that wasted their lives. My mother stayed in a in a horrible marriage for 25 years and played it safe. My father stayed with some in a situation he hated and took it out on us. So I've I've watched, and it's not just them. I've worked on Wall Street. I've worked in all kinds of situations my entire life, and lived in neighbor. I have watched people in their lives. They're afraid of taking risks. They've wasted it. But that inspired me. I went, no matter what I do. But at this decade, I'm like, okay, okay. Now it's time for me to take a risk again. And what is it? But here's the deal. Here's the deal. We're all afraid of failure. What matters is the effort, not trying. Trying to make your life count. Trying to make an impact with your life, your talents, your treasures. Remember, trying to do something significant. It's not whether you reach it or not, okay? Okay. It's the effort that counts. Do nothing. Okay. Doing nothing is horrible. It's sad. It's a wasted life. You, you stopped creating. Okay. And I've had huge losses. Huge. A child and uh, uh, a farm that I put my entire life into, you know, 40 years of my life. Uh, I could go on and on and on about losses. My family uh, my original family, I mean, it's, it's uh it's, it's an interesting life fraught, you know, fraught with pain and all kinds of suffering, but all, and I'm not complaining. I'm saying, wow, it's very interesting because with each of those, I went, I'm taking a bigger risk because I'm not going to, I'm not going to let this take me down. So what I'm inviting you today to do, please look at your talents. Okay. Things are going to happen. That's just the facts of living a really cool, rich life. But also, also, um, Please take your talent seriously, like which person, the person with the five talents, the person with the two talents, or the person with one talent was the most likely to sit on it, to do nothing. It was the person with the one talent, right? He had the least to lose, but he was the one that buried it. Why? This is what typically goes on in our minds. You know, if I'm just a one-talent person, I'm not really talented, I'm not really beautiful, I'm not really energetic, I really don't look like my neighbor, the co-worker, my spouse, whatever it is. I'm not a superstar. I'm not going to do much with what I have. I'll let the pros do it. I'll let somebody who knows the best. Look at all these people. I can pick up any magazine, go online and find all these famous people. And since I don't have ten talents, I'm not going to do anything. Since I only have one, I'm just going to bury it. I'm playing it safe. I'm not going to make any attempt in anything, because I'm not going to screw up my life. I work with people all the time, daily, for the past 40 years of my life, who are confused, frustrated about the direction of their lives. Why is this happening? Why is it happening to me? What direction should I choose? I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid to do that. And, okay, so today maybe me, Kathleen Hall, maybe I don't know what happened to me this week, but... I'm kind of sick of excuses and excuse people and excuse after excuse after excuse, the greatest killer of a meaningful, glorious life is fear. Don't forget it. It is fear. And I believe second is shame. But the real question for today is, are you sitting on the sidelines? Not in the game, spectating, not participating. Have you buried your talents or gifts? Too many of us think, I'll develop this gift or asset I have tomorrow, next year, when I get my degree, when I get out of this marriage, or when I get married, or when I get a certain amount of money. Hey, how about when I have time? When I have time, I'm going to work on this gift. But this isn't just a casual matter, guys. It's flat out sad. It's a waste. It's wrong to waste your life. I've heard more excuses why no attempt has been made to invest your gifts in your life. than I, I'm serious. i serious. I could just list I don't even know how many your excuse list may get longer and longer every day. Is it? Ask yourself that is your excuse list getting shorter or longer? Are you taking responsibility? So last but not least, let's talk about motivation. What's keeping you from developing your talent? Fear. Are you just lazy? Hey, I know a lot of lazy people do. Are you apathetic? I can't do anything with apathy. When people are apathetic, it's like all over then how do you stir up their energy they have no passion why are you playing it safe the most toxic poison to your divine god given holy sacred whatever word you want to use given human potential the most toxic poison to it is fear okay there's three kinds of fear self-doubt self-pity and self-consciousness if you're sitting on your talents it's usually because